Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Elm Park Rules podcast. Uh, I'm your host for today, Alex Everson, and uh, to join me to discuss the defeat to Charleston Athletic today is Dave Stevens. Hello. And on the line as well, we've got Eric. Good afternoon. So today we have lost to know at home to Charlton, which has moved them up to second in the table, but more importantly, seen us drop down to 16th in the table after our first six games. Um, We started the game quite brightly today. Um, First 20 minutes looked pretty good, Dave. What do you think? Yeah, I'd say uh, good start. Pretty much more of the same, what we're used to, what we've seen the past few weeks. But... um... Still weren't creating a lot of chances. Uh, we were getting forward, but it, uh, it certainly seemed like Charlton kind of knew what to expect, um, and it wasn't quite coming off for us. Yeah, um, there was a couple of chances in that first 20 minutes that we had. Um, uh, Postgash hit the bar after 20 minutes. Um, I think Zhao put his overhead kick, which would have been a really good, really good finish if he'd managed to put that away. That that went over the bar. Um, it did look like we were we were creating some chances uh, during that first 20 minutes, but um, nothing seemed to quite fall for us, Eric. Yeah, I think the first half altogether, we, you know, we played some decent stuff. I think um, we we were a little bit unlucky with the, the effort that hit the bar. He maybe should have done slightly better, Pushkas, but... Uh, yeah, nothing... It seems to come off his shin, that, that chance. He doesn't really seem to get it under control properly. Right, yeah, it was hard to tell in real time because it just sort of flashed at him from my angle. So I, I found it, yeah, a little bit difficult to see where it came off. And he also then had that one-on-one, which was arguably the better chance and should have definitely done better with that, I think. Yeah, ending the first half, Pushkas did uh, manage to get himself through on goal. Um, he did seem to hit that one straight at the keeper, though, unfortunately. Um, and as noted by a couple of people, it's not the first one-on-one he's... Managed to uh, man- manage to miss, I guess. Um, hopefully, it comes in time, and it's just one of these things where you know you miss a few, you score a few, and he just hasn't quite hit the uh, hit that level of confidence yet in terms of finishing his chances. Um, moving on to the second half, I guess is a little bit more of a a little bit more to discuss for the second half. Really, um, what did you think overall of the second half, Dave? It was a very confusing second half. Um, the first uh, first thing I noticed was we weren't playing with the same fluidity that we'd been used to. Um, it didn't seem as much like we knew what we were doing. It felt like it felt like, um, and I'm not entirely sure what the cause of that was because this is before any substitutions or anything. Um, but it certainly seemed that we were a little shakier than normal. Um, I think. Liam Moore had an uncharacteristically shaky game um, for, for him from what we're used to expecting. And uh, I would say that once the goal went in, which was massive deflection, wouldn't have been a goal without the deflection, uh, kind of heads heads went a little bit. I, I don't know if that's a little harsh. Maybe I'm speaking with hindsight, but uh, it seemed a, a little bit like we kind of lost our way after that. No, I, I, I agree. I think uh, Gomez, Gomez mentioned that in his his uh, post-match interview as well, that the, the players 
can't stop believing in in their ability just because we conceded. Um, on the subject of Liam Moore, uh, Eric, what did you think of his performance today? Um, it looked like he was uncharacteristically shaky, but I don't feel like that's the first time it's been like that this season. Yeah, I think it was interesting because on in the first half, Lyle Taylor was um, was quite clearly targeting Tom McIntyre and on occasion was getting the better of him. And then in the second half, he actually switched over to the other side for some parts of it and he was targeting Liam Moore. And I think he's quite a shrewd operator, Lyle Taylor, as, he, as annoying as he might be to, to us Reading fans. But um, obviously, you know, giving away the penalty, from, from my angle, I sit right down that side and it looked a, an obvious penalty and I'm usually one to argue with most refereeing decisions against Reading uh, when I'm there live you know I'm always going no way but I turned around to my friend and I said that that probably was a penalty which for me says it was pretty stonewall so overall I think yeah more he didn't have his best game um, he was you know playing really wide as a centre back at times as well so I don't know if that sort of factored into it um, but uh I'm sure he will move on and learn from it. Do you think it's got anything to do with the fact that he's still playing on his non-preferred side of the field, as noted at the start of the season, since McIntyre has come into the fold in the past couple of weeks? Yeah, I don't know, because against Huddersfield, when Miazga went off, he switched over to that right-hand side and he looked very comfortable. So, not necessarily, but he was up against you know a, a better team today, I would argue, and, and a, a, definitely a better striker in Taylor. And also the the guy who came on, uh, his name escapes me, but uh, the one, the guy who won the penalty, Chuck Sinike. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, so it might just be down to that. Um, it's interesting as well because we before we signed Liam Moore, um, when he was on loan at Bristol City, I saw us in a game, and he played in a back three, and he looked all over the place. So when we actually when we signed him, I, um, I was a bit worried and a bit sceptical. Obviously, we've known that he's a, a much better player than that. But even in that game a few years ago, playing in a back three, he was a bit suspect. Then again, on the contrary, you know, up until now this season, he's been he's been pretty good, I would say overall. Um, but yeah, struggled today clearly. Um, on the subject of our defence, of course, Tom McIntyre had his home debut today. He seemed to perform quite well, Dave. Yeah, he did. Um... It was his deflection for the first goal, but he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything you wouldn't want him to do. Uh, it was just luck of the draw, and it, it didn't didn't come off him nicely. So he was trying to block the shot. Um, he he did have a rough first half at times, um, but again, I think that comes down more to the quality of the striker uh, against him. Um, I think shrewd operator, the, as Eric just said, is probably the best way you could describe. Um, uh, the the guy he he um he knew what he was doing and he knew how like he he sussed out what McIntyre didn't like and targeted that um which which left him a little uncomfortable but all in all um it was a pretty good debut for someone that probably felt like they were probably going to spend a lot of this season as a backup um I don't think there would be any other than you could argue with him being a lefty, that that's why Moore's on the other side. If we are bringing it down to which side he plays on, um, uh, Moore plays on is a question, maybe. Um, but I, I don't think Tom McIntyre himself did anything that would trouble you having him play the next game. 
No. Uh, for me, uh, for me, the big, the biggest difference in the first and the second half for me was really the one or one of the biggest differences was really energy levels. I think second half it seemed like we dropped right off. I don't know if it looked like that on video, but it felt like it in the stadium. I mean, the the Charlton fans were were really quite noisy, and it kind of spurred them on, and it just felt like we were a bit leggy. Yeah, it, it certainly looked like Charlton were. Um first to every ball, second half on the video. I don't know if that's a fair assessment, but it's what it seemed like to me. Yeah, yeah. so I don't know if it was just a case of that as well. And then I'm sure we'll come on to it, but the, the substitutions, <laughs> Alex. Uh, yes, yeah, we will come on to it a little bit later on. Um, so obviously Matt, Matt Miazga is still still out injured uh, currently. I don't think there's any been any word yet as to how long he is going to be out, but Thankfully, we do have the international break for the next two weeks. So, fingers crossed that he is back for the Middlesbrough game in, in two weeks' time. Um, going forwards today, it looked like we did create during the first half, as we've said. Um, we did have a couple of good chances. The second half, though, was a different story. We didn't really create very many chances going forwards um, until we were 2-0 down, really. Uh, it didn't look like we were really, really going to score um, during that second half whatsoever. Um, do, do you think this is? Do you think that's a product of just like running out of energy, Dave, or do you think it's a like a product of? Uh, I don't a product of just a difference in tactics and, and Charlton coming onto us during the second half much more. I think second half. I mean. A little in the first half, but definitely in the second half. So presumably the halftime team talk. I feel like Charlton had worked out how to play against us. Um, and I think that they knew... I mean, we've been talking about it on the pod and on Twitter and, and numerous group chats ourselves. Like, everything goes through John Swift. Uh, didn't feel that way today. And I don't think it was down to him as an individual. Uh, I almost feel like perhaps Charlton had, had snuffed that out. And, um, yeah, the link-up between the front two wasn't really coming off today too much first half a little but not in the second half um and yeah it, i think as much as there was a definite drop off in reading's performance compared to previous weeks i think we do have to give some credit to what charlton did to cause what we saw today i think they they did well they did they they, they defended very well as a block uh, especially in that second half you could see there was definite like midfield and defensive lines which were not not going to be penetrated easily. Um, and I mean, we didn't really create a chance until maybe the late late on ten minutes to go, five minutes to go. I, I can remember Pushkas putting one miles over the bar with a couple of minutes to go. But apart from that, Boye like, had a couple of chances. So I remember he um, he had a, a couple of good shots, but they were blocked or saved. And then Swift, Swift, yeah, and Swift had a good Swift free, free kick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, that was a nice free kick, actually. Yeah, I was, I was uh, disappointed. That was top things coming up. Yeah. <laughs> and then I guess on the subject of um, of midfield today, yeah, Swift, Swift did seem to drop away a little bit from, I guess, what we can, could consider to be some of his better performances for the club so far this season. Um, I, I felt like Ajaria had a reasonable game again today. Nothing sensational, but I guess that's comparing it against the last couple of games. Um, what, did, what did you think to Ajari's performance today, Eric? Yeah, I think it was similar to, to Reading's performance overall. And I think it's quite clear that those two are the creative spark that 
get us ticking this season, Swift and Ajaria. And I think in the first half, they were linking up well. They were creating a few things, you know, down with Richards on the left-hand side, right in front where I sit. And then in the second half, it just, I, I don't know if it was like a tactical switch from Liboya, but it definitely seemed like they were less influential to me. Do you, do you feel like we could have used uh, a change in midfield during the second half, perhaps a Rinomota or, well, a Rinomota, I guess, is the a Rinomota or a Barrett perhaps earlier on? Potentially, but I mean, I, I did because we played quite well in the first half, when we went 1-0 down, my first instinct was, let's not panic. I mean, there's still lo- loads of time left. So, you know, m- maybe a bit later on, but I, I, my first thought was, well, Let's keep going as we are. We you have created a few things, so I'm sure we can pull one back. Yeah, we did go 1-0 down very early on in the second half. So, 51st minute, uh, Jonathan Leco, Leco? Leco? Jonathan Leco, Leco's, Leco yeah. Yeah. His, uh, his shot was uh, deflected in after 51 minutes. Um, and then, I guess, Eric, you wouldn't have panicked. Gomez kind of did, you could argue, with his substitution. It felt... It just felt to me like a complete panic because, yeah, as we've been talking and saying, the the first half we played quite well. Uh, we created some chances. And then all of a sudden he's taken two full-backs off, albeit attacking full-backs, wing-backs, what have you, and swapped them for two arguably sort of wide strikers that played in the full-back role. So it just looked very disjointed from then on. Um, so I just thought, you know, if it's 10 minutes to go, fair enough, you're throwing the kitchen sink, you want to get some more strikers on the pitch, but 51 minutes, whenever, whenever the subs were, 55 minutes, something like that, it just feels uh, like a yeah, big panic minutes, move. So 25 minutes to go still. Yeah, it just feels like a big sort of panic panic move to me. Um, your question about should we have maybe made a different change in midfield, bringing Rina Motor on, that potentially could have been better, but, you know, we'll we'll never know. Yeah, I think uh, he's he's been listening to you, Alex, like, uh, the, with Yadam and uh, Richards essentially being additional attackers. Um, then, like he's he's treated th- those positions as uh, I'll bring in I'll bring in two attackers there because they're essentially playing that way anyway, which was you know fair enough. But uh, it, it was a strange one because first of all, any joy we were getting into the opposition box in that second half was coming from Yadam. Um, for a start, uh, Richards was playing well, and then every time we then faced a counter attack, we looked all over the place because we like Boye and Mate, no matter what you tell them, are not going to instinctively drop back, uh, like like Richards and Yadam do, yeah. And I think that showed the the lack of shape towards the end that ultimately led to giving away that penalty, yeah. Yeah, I guess, uh, it does feel like, um, Gomez is treating those positions as attacking wingbacks as opposed to defensive wingbacks. Um, so he feels like he can he can replace them with attacking players. Um, overall, it didn't seem to make that much of a difference, in all honesty, from my perspective. It felt like Mete got on the ball a little bit, but didn't really add very much to the game. And I think the game kind of just passed Lucas Boye by. Didn't really feel like he got into the game very much in the time he was on the field. Yeah, they closed him down a ton as well. Like he, there was one bit, um, maybe 15 minutes to go. Uh, he was trying to bring it up the left side, um, but like well within our half, 
and he got closed down so quickly he took it round two and the third one got him and that seems to be a theme of today like even with Ajaria uh, as well uh, in previous games he'd have two on him and he'd beat the first man beat the second man and we'd be like can't believe he's done that and then he gets his shot away today it always seemed like Charlton had three on our most creative outlets so um there was very yeah and the other I was going to say the other problem was when when uh, Mate was down that right hand side um, the game opened up quite a few times down that side and they had, you know, Charlton had chances to make it uh, three and four. You know, they, they were cutting in. Luckily, a couple of times they cut in and it was blocked or, or saved. But, you know, it really opened up uh, defensively for us and we looked a bit all over the place, which was a shame. It, it does feel like perhaps we could have gone for a slightly less gung-ho approach with 25 minutes to go, um, which may have paid off slightly better. Um, what did what did you think to, of um, of Lucas Lucas Zhao today? We haven't mentioned him yet today, Eric. Yeah, it was, it was fairly quiet, wasn't he? He had a couple of nice touches, you know, a nice bit of hold up play. I think the one thing that he gives above and beyond Mate, for example, up front, is he can hold the ball up a bit better. But um, he's not as 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 willing a runner, you know. A lot of the time when he was sprinting, it was like to close the goalkeeper down. It's like okay. Where, where are your actual runs when Swift and Ajari are looking up and, you know, I'd much rather he was running in behind, potentially. But, uh, yeah, fairly anonymous and he didn't really have much supply, I suppose, either in the second half. So, is it all his fault? Potentially not. No, I agree. It, the second half, especially, it didn't really feel like he had had much in the way of the ball coming into him, particularly. Um, and I guess Pushkas was, was quite similar, Dave, really, in the, especially in the second half. Didn't just really didn't see the ball very much. Yeah, hardly ever got to it. Looked frustrated a couple of times. He ended up wide right trying to get the ball, um, which is not where you want to use him. Um, yeah, just wasn't coming off for him today. A uh, couple, couple of chances, as we said uh, in the first half, that maybe should have done better. Definitely the one-on-one. And uh, second half, he was feeding off the scraps and nothing really came. No, nothing Nothing really came uh, for push gas at all in that second half. Um, so, with, uh, with Paul, Paul away on holiday, Dave has uh, asked you guys for your EPR free uh, from today. Um, Lord CKS, Gomez, piss poor. I, I can kind of understand that one. Um, the substitutions were, were a bit odd. We lacked any energy in the second half. I Kind of agree with that. Uh, Andy C, good first half, bad second half. I think that one kind of sums up where we've where we've come down on on the game today, doesn't it, guys? Yeah, I would agree. I think I think it was fair that we were level up at the half. I think it's fair that we lost the game at full time. And then uh, Pete is uh, Pete has just got just a blip, which I think that's the one we're probably hoping for. That this is just a it's just a blip, and actually, it's probably as um, as someone tweeted me. I cannot remember who uh, just before we started recording that. Although we've lost, you know, hopefully there's something to be learned from it, and maybe the next couple of weeks at least there's a opportunity to kind of refocus and come back, come back after the international break with a bit more uh, a bit more clarity on on the formation and a bit more. Um, I guess a bit more, a bit more looking ahead and, and knowing knowing our jobs correctly as a team. Yeah, I think what 
Yeah, the one thing from, from previous weeks, I think Gomez picked up on the lack of energy in one of the games. can't remember which one it was. So, hopefully, he has seen the same thing in the second half as all of us fans and, and, and corrects it. I think um, no need to panic. You know, we've we've had a decent start to the season, by definitely by our standards. So, no need to panic just yet. I think the one thing I would say, I was, I was really impressed with Charlton, um, the way they played. I know that... Um, some stats that uh, around their expected goals and stuff like that. It looked like they'd been very accurate with their shooting, but actually they looked a, a very good side today and, and they definitely deserve to win on that second-half performance. Yeah, the second-half performance especially, they created a lot of chances against us. Um, and, I mean, even the first half, they had a, they had a chance very early on, which um, from uh, from Jonathan, Jonathan Leko again, and... Um, Raphael made a very good save from must have been five or six yards out, um, and he's he's proving to be worth his weight in gold really so far this season. He's made some top class saves so far. Yeah, and, um, he just looks a lot more assured, doesn't he, than Virginia? You know, you could tell that experience is there. And um, is that just one goal now? Massive deflection that he's conceded from open play since he came to Reading. No, I think, I think really, it doesn't it? so far. Yeah, in the league, yeah. And. I guess the on on the subject of Virginia, we um, we obviously played a midweek as well, and uh, we didn't see him on the field. And uh, Walker, Sam Walker, played in goal. Do you think that's pretty much it for him now at Reading? I think his um, job is is understudy, isn't it? I think he's here to learn. But he's in nineteen, so I think he's here to be in and around the squad, training with the two keepers. Um, Walker and, and Raphael and he'll, he'll learn some things he'll be a good experience but I think in terms of playing for us I think yeah probably uh, a little bit too much of a step up for him too soon it, it does yeah, it does look to be that way if he's if he's not going to get ahead of Sam Walker um, for the cup I don't think he's got much shout like I, I know there are certain people on social media that uh, like to really lay into Walker I think he's He's fine. He's not. He's not great, but he's capable. Um, but I think that the signings we made um, and the way preseason went showed that Gomez is not really a big fan of Walker. So if he's getting in ahead of Virginia for the cup, I would say it's probably uh, probably a sign that he's he's not going to play for us much, if at all. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I think if if Walker's if Walker's coming in ahead of you by by this point in the season. Um, especially after Virginia's been with the club since what mid July, early July, it's not a great sign for him in terms of his playing time. Um, but yeah, as Eric said, I, I'm sure he's gonna, he's still gonna learn, learn stuff, and he'll be here as an understudy for the season now. It seems, um, and I think that the the loan we have means that we're not really paying much of his wages, which which is obviously a good thing as well. Um, so just reading some of Gomez's quotes after the game, we just to quote him here, the idea I have is we are five points off my goal for the team currently, but we have a lot of games to recover those five points. So currently, after six games, we're on seven points. Um, Gomez obviously has his target in mind of, of being on 12. Um, seven points is a better return than we started with last season after six games. Um, would you do you think that seven points is a good good start to the season, Dave? Yeah, uh, I mean, league average probably not, but uh, our last three years 
yeah, <laughs> I think uh, if if you if you're looking for signs of recovery and signs of improvement, uh, it's it's just about there with seven points. It's uh, I I would like to be closer to his target, but I'll take like, I'll take seven after what we've seen before. And I guess the the other question then, Eric, is going to be. Do you think we deserve more than seven points currently, or is seven points probably about where we uh, where we should be? Well, I think it's slightly skewed, isn't it, because of the first two games where we didn't have the players that we now have and the squad that we now have. Because you know, oddly enough, you look at the fixtures at the start of the season, and the two games where we have arguably performed the best are the two recently, prem, you know, rele- relegated Premier League sides. So you would hope that we, as a result, could perform better against the likes of. Hull and Sheffield Wednesday, who I think were managerless at the time, etc. But um, yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting to see where we are, you know, in a month's time or so. Um, I'm, I'm sure it'll average out a bit and we'll have a better idea because the fact that we got those players in so late, I think, just skews it slightly and it's quite hard to tell whether it's on par, above par, or below. Yeah, I'd agree. I think uh, the, the, the last four games are obviously kind of separate from those first two games and uh it'll be interesting like you say to see where we're at at the next come the next international break at the end of september and uh i think that will probably give us a much better indication as to how how a season's going to go um and where where we're actually gonna where we're actually gonna finish um i get the, yeah, the I, only... would, I would add to that alex sorry i'll just add to that the, the, the one big difference for me is that i think we're playing a lot better football we're a lot more entertaining we, we look like we're defending a lot better um, other than the second half today, we always look like we can score a goal, which I think is is good. So from that point of view, you know, there's definitely more positives than negatives. But obviously, we need to make sure that we keep picking up the points. I'm keep, sure we will keep that momentum going. Exactly. Yeah. And I guess the 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 only real worry is that 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 second half today was probably the worst half of football we've played this season. I think. Uh, and well, um, unless, unless anyone has any. <laughs> I, I mean, even I, I think even Hull, we looked slightly threatening in that first half against Hull. Um, the, yeah. was this 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 second half today just felt very loose. We didn't really seem yeah. to keep the ball very well. I do I, wonder whether it didn't really seem to be much of a much of a plan. Yeah, I do back. wonder whether this um, this international break will give uh, Gomez the t- uh, the chance to kind of reflect a little. I think he may, with the number of games played in August, ignoring the cup, because um, he made rotations there. Whether it'll it'll teach him a little bit about a little bit more squad rotation for the league. Uh, I wonder. You know, you, you don't change your winning side and, and everything else, but uh, maybe you know, Renamoto coming in here and there, and, um, and and various other changes might might be something we see more frequently now. Uh, that would be my hope. I think, yeah, potentially, potentially we could see some rotation after the international break. Certainly, with um, with a beta playing during midweek against Plymouth, and by all accounts seeming to have a reasonable game, um, we could see him come back into the fold. Although Omar Richards did get his first first England under twenty one call up this week, um, which is excellent news for him, and and a, a pretty good. Uh, Commendation on, on how well he started the season, I think, as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, interesting, interesting thought there, actually, in question for you two. Like, do you think if Blackett was fit, that he would play ahead of McIntyre? That's one of the three centre-backs. 
I would say Blackett probably would sit behind McIntyre in the pecking order at centre back currently. I think. Yeah, it's a tough one. I know where you're coming from. Yeah, I I think he would go for McIntyre because he's a, a. out and out centre back, and he's left footed. Um, I know last season we saw Blackett as the left side of centre back in a three, and he played well. But I don't think McIntyre has done anything to suggest that he would do better. Uh, Blackett would do better, I should say. No, I'd agree. I think Blackett's probably he's probably second choice at both positions currently. Realistically, uh, he's, he's second choice left back, and he's probably second choice left centre-back as well. Uh, yeah. Although he hasn't, he's still still injured, I think, currently. So um, we'll have to see once he's, once he's actually fit. Yeah, I wonder if he just becomes surplus of requirements because McIntyre, uh, obviously Omar Richards, first of all, has played really well and deserves his call-up. Um, with Jordan Abita coming back, if he can prove his fitness between now and January, I just wonder if, he, if he'll get moved on because we, we seem to have quite a lot of options there. I think the only thing I would say is uh, Blackett, um, if you're having a traditional defensive le- left back, I think he offers maybe more than Richards. Um, but if we're sticking with this position and and the attacking wing backs, then clearly it's going to be Richards and Abita fighting it out for that spot. Yeah, I agree. I think if, uh, if we're going to keep, keep with our wing-backs, attacking wing-backs, wingers, whatever Gomez wants to try and class them as, I think it will be Richards or Abisa going forwards. And then Blackett will be more of a more of an understudy, I think. Um, and then, it, it, yep, it looks like uh, it looks like on the other side, Yeardham's pretty much got his spot locked down. And I think the break is probably going to do him some good. I don't think he's had any time off since last summer. Um, and being that he was at the uh, African Cup of Nations over over the uh, pre-season, I think he had four days off between finishing up in in uh, in that tournament and then going to join the squad in Spain. So the international break probably has come at a good time for him as well. I think um, he he although has started the season well, I would just think that some time off is probably going to be quite useful for him. Unless yeah, I, I, don't know if he, I don't know if he's got any international games to play, but I'm, I would hope that he's. Uh, I would hope for Reading fans' sake that he has some time off. Yeah, I think one thing I'd say that like, he has started well um, and he's locked that position down for sure. But um, one thing that I noticed for like the third, fourth game in a row, like have we ever had anyone that keeps the ball in like him? Like the ball will be like seemingly just drifting out off the side of the pitch, and he'll get there. And he'll keep it in, and he'll do something with it. Like he, um, he, he uses the full width of the pitch to like the, <laughs> uh, the complete definition, right? He he does have that late burst of pace, which seems to be able to. Uh, he seems to only really put on right at the very last second. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I I do agree with. I don't think we've had a player like that for for a long time, really, who's prepared to go right to the edge of the line. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. So yeah, with that alone, those bursts of pace, the lack of time off. Hopefully, yeah, no call. I haven't seen an announcement, but I don't really remember how close to the uh, call up the announcement usually goes out from the official site. But I haven't heard he's going, and I hope he hasn't. Okay, so overall, then August uh, played six league games, 
seven points, zero goal difference, and we're sitting in 16th spot. It's not a bad start. It's probably not a great start either. Um, Elm Park Rules podcast is going to be back sometime in mid-September after the Middlesbrough game. I'm not even sure what date the Middlesbrough game is. Two weeks today. So I will... Yes, two week, 14th of September. 14th of September. So hopefully we'll be able to get some points up in Middlesbrough. Um, Jonathan Woodgate started up there in summer as the boss. He started okay for them. Drew again. They drew today. Um, I think they've only won once this season so far, though, against Wigan. So there's an opportunity there for us to get another away win, which would be excellent because I don't know the last time that we won away get multiple away games in a row. Literally I would, couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah, I would have to look it up. Yeah. Um it was probably it was probably a long time ago. <laughs> as as with as with every positive stat at the minute. Yeah. What I would say is um obviously Bristol City are a good home side and they were winning Middlesbrough were winning there today. So because I stupidly put Bristol City in my bet, which was really good. I didn't realise it was the early kickoff, but uh, <laughs> uh, they also have obviously Britta Sombalonga, who again similar to Lyle Taylor, bit of a shrewd operator. So I think it'll be a test, definitely. Lost scoring against us as well, doesn't he? He does. He really does. So we'll be back after the Middlesbrough game in a few weeks. Uh, thank you to Dave. Cheers, mate. And cheers, Eric, for joining us today. Thanks, Alex. And Paul will be back with you in a couple of weeks, everybody. Until then, have a good one.